brought their A game. We That's are, good. We had a brain food. You know what I love about January 1st yeah. at midnight? Is the look on the guy at Walmart's face when it's 12 01, you're like, I want to fish twice. Let's go, let's go. They, do you really shoot the shoot the halibut once you get them close to the surface? We just shoot the halibut <laughs> every Thursday. Fellas, get back in that current. <laughs> I love it. I hate That's you. all right. I hate me too, but it's okay, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Like a really fat branch, definitely. <laughs> Should we just fast forward to the part where I say, So you got skunked? <laughs> I have a yeah. question for you. So you came to yeah. the right place, but no, I listen. <laughs> and we are back. You are listening to the Rutten River Pursuit podcast. There's, there's some echo and some delay in that reverb that we love so much. Uh, this is going to be good. Uh, but we are Reality Outdoor Radio, where our mission is to get you in the outdoors by connecting you with the people, skills, and products you can trust. You can trust, trust them. Mm-hmm. This will be fun. I'm Ryan. Who do I got with me tonight? This is I'm Pick. Will. I'm okay. Steve. <laughs> I'm Brad. Oh, snuck one in on oh, the hey, end. Brad. Ah, so what's up, guys? Gentlemen, we are officially, uh, I think, for the first time ever, fully quarantined, and uh, mm-hmm. we're coming at you live via this fancy new uh, technology called the Zoom. The Zoom. The Zoom. The Zoom. Sorry, I should have said it like that. The Zoom. La Zoom. The French call it. That's right. Uh-huh. That would be Lay Zoom, wouldn't it? Anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys think about this uh, this new setup? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> what it's you, different. It's what do you hate the most? It's just I, I'm uh, I fear change. I hate yeah. the change. I prefer being together. Yeah, I hear you. Will, I'm the same. Will's a people person. I've been saying that for years. Totally. Well, I don't want to just kick it off here, but I'm gonna. Go ahead, bud. <laughs> oh, is something grinding your gears? Yeah, there's you something grinding my gears. To grind. And, and I get it. I understand it. But it's not like I'm me not to sure st- you do. It's not like me to stir the pot of controversy. But today I, I got I, it's it's been bugging me all day. We found out this morning that the uh, Fish and Boat Commission in Pennsylvania, due to social distancing and, and requirements, just decided to open trout season today statewide and tell us today statewide. Uh, it caught a lot of people off guard. Well, it caught everybody off guard. Yes. Because um, nobody knew. Uh, and, but I'm not quite sure that it actually achieved what they were intending it to achieve, which was to keep large groups away. Uh, I saw some pictures today and just driving home, you know, every bridge you cross has 
cars lined up on either side of it, just like opening day. Uh, my, you know, just like everything else in Pennsylvania, outdoor wise, there's, there's tradition. And, and I understand we're in unique times here now, uh, with this whole COVID's mess, but boy, this was one thing that, that I thought was going to stay as is, you know, that we, we could at least, at least count on, you know, they'd already bumped back the, the regional opener and the, yeah. and the trout and the youth day. I thought, you know, this is going to you know, be, my kids were looking forward for youth day on Saturday. And now, you know, that that's just not, not able to happen this year. And I get it. I don't want, you know, people thinking that I don't care if people get sick or whatever, or, or that the, their reasoning behind it. But boy, that was, that is a real tough blow. Uh, that that opening think, day. I don't think you get it. I you maybe saying, I don't. You keep saying you get it, but trout season's <laughs> open. I was yeah. gonna email. I it's know. Like saying you don't care, but you really care. But, but but it's. I guess what what disappoints me is that that whole first you know for the last several years we've all got together on first day, and. You know, and you you wait and watch a couple boats get dumped at the ramp. That's <laughs> tradition, you know. And you, 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 don't you mess start with counting down the minutes uh, to till eight o'clock, and you know yeah. that's what I'll make. You know, we're not going to have well, that this year. You do and, have and your I'll, time and I'll, that's something you look forward to. What's that, man? Well, I mean, if their goal was like, if if their true goal, and I know what you're saying, because like tradition matters. It does. It matters. Yeah. Um, but if their true goal was to get people not to congregate as they have in the past, because you know what it's like in Pennsylvania on regular streams. I mean, oh, it is yeah. elbow to elbow. Absolutely. And and if their goal was to do, like, keep people from doing this, this was probably the exact way to do it. And it, yeah, obviously it's, like, hard to deal with. And, like, you want to you wanna be able to go out and take your kids. And, like, that's part of the thing is fighting with people and get your lines caught in other people's yeah. lines fighting for the whole day but if their goal was to do that this this kind of i mean it was crowded today but i think this the first saturday now won't be that was it less crowded today than it than it was on other opening days brad yes for sure i mean like was it Lat yeah Lattimore was it was kind of crowded there's people there but it was nowhere near what it's like um the first morning where it's it in the kid zone it is elbow to elbow yeah, I mean Ryan. Ryan can attest to that, I'm sure. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I could tell you though, over the other side of Lattimore, where it's open, you know, it isn't a restricted area for just kids and and uh, seniors. It was, it was every bit as packed or more as open in morning, and we didn't get out till four o'clock in the afternoon. So I can only imagine what it was like at nine once the word started to really spread. I don't know that it was any more or less effective, to be honest. I get the idea of doing it, but all that all that was happening now is everybody was in a mad scramble to get there, and yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, not that it backfired or would have really changed things, but I think if you leave it alone, um, that first Saturday coming up here would have been just four kids. There would have only been families out, and then the 18th, everybody knowing the situation that we've been in, knowing that a lot of people are looking forward to it, people are going to go stake their claim way early. You know, that's, sure. that's what yeah. I was anticipating. Um, and now it's, it's kind of like, that's a wash because for me, I love, 
I love trout fishing. I love the opening day traditions. But for me, after the first three days, it's done. I mean, this is this is a resource that's loaded up into these streams and lakes. And, um, you know, they smash everything that they see when, when they first get put in. But once they're fished out, they're fished out until the next stocking, which, you know, isn't going to be happening this year. So there is no youth well, we day We don't know when it's going to be happening. Yeah. In my opinion, there is no youth little, day this Saturday. And there isn't, a, there isn't a... Um, uh, an opening day anymore that's it it's like yeah. what happened today the fish we were caught, that's it yeah, yeah. To, to those of us that are essential workers that you know may be still working when it comes to saturday like you to your point ryan i mean most of those small fisheries may be fished out or at least half of their stockings are going to be gone so all the easy yeah. ones are taken <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know what the answer is. I mean, if, you know, Steve, you, you know, you, you've started this one up. What, what do you think would have been an alternative just to, to let uh, open day the way that it was and, and, well, you know, encourage I, the social distancing. And, I think and, Ryan and, had a good well, point, you know, Ryan made a really good point because people will, you know, stake their claim, get there early, you know, right. shoot, we were at the boat ramp at what? Five thirty last year or something like that. Yeah. And we didn't need to be, but we were, you know, we were there at five 30 or, this or year, before that. I this don't year remember. Would have been four 30. Probably. I think, yeah. I think it, people with the last names, a through M should fish first. That would make sense. <laughs> but, but no, people would get there early, stake their claim. And, you know, and you normally it, it's shorter to shorter, but a lot of, like the, the lakes, where we fish, there's like Cowan's Gap and Laurel Lake. There, there's some room for uh, for people to be shoulder to shoulder, but a lot of the bank is is not real fishable, or there's only a few feet. So it's it's tough in a lot of cases to 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 be yeah. that close. I, I guess you can. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a solution or not. I just more want to vent about being disappointed that uh, we're going to miss that. Yeah. That you know, I'm going to miss need, that this year. We need surf rods for there. <laughs> yeah. With bobbers. I, I mean, yeah. I, I was out, I was out this last weekend at a, a state park here in Maryland. That I was, was out this last weekend. <laughs> and, and of course, I'm so tired of catching <laughs> trout. <on him>. <laughs> <laughs> we got there myself and two coworkers. We got there at five after seven and uh, there was two other gentlemen to, to add a, a kind of some perspective. This lake was you mean insult to injury. Probably the, <laughs> probably the size <laughs> of Cowan's gap. And yeah. as we're walking around the lake, there's, there's two gentlemen on the opposite side of the lake uh, we get over there and we spread out. Uh, so there's five of us within, uh, it's probably a hundred yards um, stretch that there's five of us. And as the morning goes on, they're just person after person after person. Uh, by the time we left at 11 o'clock, um, there was five kayaks and three big boats on that lake. Um, and as we were leaving, there were still more people walking down, um, through the park with their rods in their hand. So, um, and, yeah. and here in Maryland, we don't have that, that is a water and impoundment that is not closed. Um, so, um, you know, even if 
you don't have a closed, you know, per se, and then a, an opening day, they're still going to be out people out fishing. Um, so, I mean, I didn't see anybody that, uh, you know, didn't adhere to the, to the social distancing, everybody, um, in passing said hello and they stayed, you know, six plus feet apart. Uh, you know, people, people are going to fish regardless. So yeah. I, I don't know what the answer is, but I, I certainly understand the, the, the disappointment and, you know, like to your point, Stevie, you're sitting at work and all of a sudden you find out that's the opening day. I mean, it's just like somebody punches you in the gut. I, you're think, like, well, yeah. I think that's the mean? part that hurt Stevie the most. It did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, you didn't even have a chance to scramble and try to get out there. I mean, uh-uh. you're there, you know, at work. So, um, you know, the, it, it was tough. Probably the biggest disappointment was this year, Catfish had committed to coming with us on opening day. I and, heard that. Uh, we're, that. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get to get to share that experience with us. So. It's funny that you're saying that because I'm sitting here trying to hold back by being the trout season Grinch that I am <laughs> uh, you know, even being a non-trout fisherman I can see the aspect of the disappointment people would have in not being able to take their kids out first like that that probably was the biggest disappointment to me is not seeing yeah. the kids be able to get out first um, uh, and, and vice versa you know my dad's handicap no legs he actually had called me on my way home and uh, he was pretty frustrated when he saw it on the news in the evening. He didn't even know, you know, till the news in the evening and uh, asked me what had happened. I said, I don't know, boss. I don't make those, uh, I don't make those calls, but I think it was the wrong one. But, uh, you know, going back to me going with you, yeah, that I think you would have been disappointed on that. (laughs) I don't know. I, I'm not ruling it out. You would have been disappointed because you would have ate half of your egg sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though, honestly. Um, uh, not being a trout fisherman, I, I have my reasons why. I don't like crowds. All those things that you guys talk about, elbow to elbow and getting up early and, and trying to fight for a spot and catching a fish that barely fights and dies if you take it out of the water and you know, like you can't you can't eat it without getting a bone in your mouth. Uh, Go on. Here's the thing. I, I I could. I'm trying not to make it sound bad or anything. <laughs> You're doing a good job. Keep it up. Yeah. Dig down. Dig down deep. <laughs> um, you know, to be able to share a new experience opening day, whether it be rifle season, deer season, turkey season, if I could have had my first good opening day of trout season with you guys, I might've changed my mind, but now we'll never know. So thank you. We'll never know. Well, thank uh, you, COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, COVID. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to propose that we keep the date of the 18th as our opening day. We stage stage at rudders the same time we were going to, we get our boats we'll and launch them, and we'll nobody, our first day. nobody in our group drops a line before 8 a.m. I like it. And Ooh. everybody fishes a harder <laughs> body of water that, you know, yeah. a fishery that's been fished now for over two weeks. Yeah. 
lot less but you fish, know there's gonna be fish smarter there. well there's fish. still gonna be fish there yeah. and we'll see who's gonna be able to fill their stringer yeah it won't be me <laughs> <laughs> hey, rumor has it there are bass and crappie in this pond or lake in this lake catfish Mm-hmm. Let's let's back up. We like to rewind. So I'm the Grinch. I'm I'm you know whoever made this decision. I'm sure they had good reason for it. Um, sure. Stevie did. Stevie, <laughs> it was all me. I know this is really important to you. So you know, convince me otherwise. Why, other than tradition, you know, it's, why you can't turkey hunt with us? No, that's. I just don't see the allure of trout fishing, and I know that a lot of people are going to be like, "What?" But what is it about trout that you love so much? Um, they're an ugly. They're an ugly fish for first of all. Like Sean Holsinger tells me that they're the most beautiful. Now, don't get me wrong. We got a friend, Danny Lisa, catches these little tiny suckers up in the mountains that have different colors on them. But those stock trout look like big shiners to me. <laughs> I'm being a great here, but just honestly, they like, do you take an ice fishing rod with two pound test line to get a fight out of them or. Oh, I, I use a light rod, but I think p- part of the reason, at least for me is that they're only, it, they're only here. You can really only fish for them in those lakes a few, well, this year, you know, a few weeks or a month and a half, something like that. So it's not like they're not around. The stock trout aren't there for very long. So you got a short window of time to. So to, to me, to me, this is a lot like bringing you over to my house and Ryan and get up early and Phil and Will have all of you guys sit on my toilet and fish in my bathtub for a bunch of koi that I stuck in there. Like they're like. Can we do that? That's how. What time? <laughs> <laughs> Having we meet said, runners. <laughs> said all that, I was actually looking forward this year to having my mind changed. Now, you know, everybody has an opinion on everything in life, normally for a reason. I had not so much fun fishing for trout when I was younger for reasons. And, um, you know, versus going to the river, things like that. Yeah, you know, I was actually looking forward to not catching trout as much. That didn't excite me, but actually, just seeing your excitement like a kid on Christmas, just being a part of it. At least for for, for me to to finish. And normally, you know that that first that's like the first season to open. So, you know, there have been years where I was ice fishing, and then they shut the lake down to stock. And then I couldn't fish for a month. And then the lake doesn't, when the lake opens back up, it's because it's trout season. So it's kind of like the, the kickoff to, to the, to the season, really. So that, that's another I would big give part. a, I'd give half a uncle Donnie stimulus check just to see catfish whipping top water while everybody's <laughs> fishing for trout. <laughs> I, can you, can you catch a trout on a whopper plopper? I, I'm sure you'd try to, to find be, out. To be determined. <laughs> I had a trout trying to hit my bobber the day. Really? Yeah. Well, I, t- I tell you why the first day and easy pickings is important is because it's the same thing, the same reason that the first day of doe season with rifle is important. 
Um, it, it, the kids get a chance to, to get their first taste of fishing or hunting. Yeah. And it, it, it's like the, like, yeah, it is easy. The first couple of weeks, the first two weeks of fishing season. Yeah, they're easy. But it's just like, I'm not like a big fan of rifle season, but it's, you know, for doe, it's good to get your kid out and shoot a deer. And it's like the easier time to do that. And it, it, it exposes them. That's why it's important. Go. Do you think, Stevie, that there are other trout fishermen like yourself that are as frustrated or more than you are? Oh, uh, yeah. There's guys that are more frustrated than I am. I, I've I, seen took, a, I took a glance at the uh, fishing boat thread. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's pretty. It's, it's pretty ugly. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's ugly. So. Well, and that would I, I don't only, know. It's, that would only be the comments from the people who were upset about it because the people who were happy about it were out fishing. <laughs> yeah, they were busy fishing. <laughs> Brad, your your boy, how old is he now? Eight. Yeah, so that's the exact age where that is important to yeah. kids that age don't want to go fishing and not catch fish. You will become a non fisherman very quickly. Well, we spent probably two and a half hours today. Um, in at the stream, and he cast however many times. It got caught up how many or ever times, but it was about ten minutes before we left. We had to leave. We were going to. Uh, we had somewhere to go, uh, but he caught. He actually landed or hooked and landed his first ever fish. Like all no the other way. fish he's ever caught. Cool. All the other That's fish cool. he's ever caught have been, you know, someone hooked it and then he reeled it in. This mm-hmm. is the first one where he could actually see the fish. And yeah, and the reason why he was able to get this is because they're dumb fish and they lay there right in the middle and just, and you throw power bait over them. But he like worked it and worked it and sat at this place for an hour and a half and finally got the fish to bite and he reeled it in and, and, and landed it. And it was, he's still talking about him. We ate it tonight. So, oh, that is cool. Yeah. That's cool. I can remember growing up back in the day, it, it, I think, you know, to your point, Stevie, part of the disappointment is, is it just that tradition? I my grandfather, my dad, it, it was like opening day of, of deer season. Um, make sure your, your reels have line on it. You know, everything's ready to roll. Um, and, and it just, it, it didn't happen for m- most people, um, or probably for anybody for that matter. You know, you just, you didn't know it was happening. I was, yeah. you know, laying in bed, sc- scrolling through a feed and, and I saw the press release and I had to double take to look at the date. I'm like, today's the seventh. <laughs> How like, what it's How right now happened? Yeah, it's now. I found out so, from a guy in Maryland. But yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> I, right. I, I sent it out on the thread. I'm like, what? It was like 8:07, and I saw this, and I'm like, fake news. Yeah. Well, I, had <laughs> I to, thought I, it like, was at first. Yeah, I had to refresh the page. I went back, closed the, the Pennsylvania, uh, you know, Fish and Boat Commission, and reopened it back up to make sure that that first feed was dated the seventh. And I read it again, and I'm like, double this check has the to year. Be- yeah, this well, wasn't yeah, a 2016 gonna, post. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest too. I didn't believe Pick's. I thought Pick was messing with us, so I checked the fishing boat. You know what? Do, what do you guys think would be the response if something like that happened with hunting season? 
Like, well, I was just going to say that. I was sitting here trying to put myself in your shoes, and I'm sitting at work on May 10th, you know, a week, week and a half after turkey season opens. Somebody comes up to me at lunchtime and said, hey, they opened up turkey season this morning. Huh. And I, you know, I just go straight Talladega. Like, yeah. I'm on yeah. fire. Jesus, help me. Yeah. Help me, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm trying to put myself in your shoes because it would Hell very Jewish God. Yes. Because honestly, turkey season is like trout season. Your best chances yeah. are the first three days, like in until yeah. guys get out and overcall them and push them and spook them and yeah. So the first three days of turkey season is they're not stupider. They're just they haven't been spooked quite as much yet, you know. So. That's a good comparison because the you know the season is only open for four and a half or five weeks and like like Stevie said, by four or five weeks after the first day, those trout are are oh, they're going pressured. They're go- yeah, yeah yeah you know and then the water gets warm and then you know the, the mortality rate goes up. So well, let me ra- let me wrap your head around something else about trout season that I got a phone call about. So you know they pushed the opening day back. Um, and uh, I know a certain bait shop here in central Pennsylvania, a you know, friend that works there, and the owner of that bait shop had to make a phone call and postponed almost $4,800, let's call $5,000 worth of bait that is substantially a big piece of his money every year that he sells on opening day of trout. Yeah. Um, that had been pushed back, which was a giant hassle for the, the uh. bait dealer to push it back. So this guy came into this bait shop today around 8.45 and told the guy that he wants some wax worms and you know minnows and things like that for trout season. And the guy that owns the bait shop said, uh, you, huh. you can't fish for trout. And he said, well, they opened trout season this morning and this guy's head about popped because not only did he not get his bait because it wasn't supposed to be here for a few more days, he had to postpone it, which cost him money. And now he has guys coming in to get trout bait that he was not, he was not told as a bait shop owner that they were going to open trout season. He was not prepared and he doesn't Mm. have the money to think now when his bait does come in on the 16th, he's not going to sell it all. So, uh, I didn't think could, of that. That it could be worse because yeah. it messed a lot of people up more than just the fishermen. It, there's some people that it really screwed up. So and, and this time, you know, economically is a tough time anyway. So now, you know, when well, he you hear was something even, like that, he's not he's not going to get any sales at all. He was pushing to stay open through all this to try to get to trout season two. So it's. Wow. It was that's a, that's a difficult blow for uh, not only him but other guys that make money on trout season. So yeah, it's just food for thought. It could be worse. That's true. One tradition I always had was falling in. It never failed. <laughs> it's been like eight years in a row. I fell in. And I, I was miserable. I was miserable. Eight years in a row. I pretty much. It was like you should have got some year. boots, bud. I did. I had waiters. I had, I had, I had waiters on and I would just, (laughs) I would slip and fall and get in and my waiters would fill up with water. I would like half ball stomp back to the truck. Finally, your heart sticking with it. And I was just last year, year eight. 
that was when he was ice fishing. After the seventh year, I brought a change of clothes and a new pair of socks, and then I fished again. Uh, so here, here's something to think about, Stevie. With great disappointment in life, makes mm-hmm. you appreciate things more. So That's for sure. People take for granted the first day of rifle season until they have to work the first time or until they have to hunt it without their dad or you lost trout season this year so now you realize what it means to you even more yeah and um i think that people can take you know a, a great concept of ownership and what they they truly believe inside like it didn't affect me much so but when my dad called and was disappointed i realized that this was a thing you know to me at lunchtime when i heard about it i was like oh man stevie's gonna be pissed but i had no feelings over it but you can tell really how much it means to you now because it was taken from you um in a sense you know yeah, uh, yeah. and it and i think a lot of the times that we're going through in history right now is going to make you understand what's really important and um it just is a really big heartfelt feeling to know that sportsmen out there love not just killing fish and killing deer and that's the essence of it isn't about killing something it's the essence of those traditions and how much right. the water and the woods mean to you and it's so, cold when you fall in when you get it yes <laughs> when you get it back next year speaking of like so the water is cold this time of your pick right yeah i was out fishing with a, a friend of mine and uh, he brought another friend right after they left there were people water skiing already oh. <laughs> what really 55 no degrees way. i had a guy water skiing around the fishing boat jeez they saw you out there and decided to break it up <laughs> they, they, they tried so i gotta i gotta jump in though catfish before we hear more about your story um yeah one of the things that stevie mentioned yeah uh, is is how like opening day of trout always seemed to be like the kickoff of your fishing season and i tried to think back while while you're saying that i'm like you know what i i feel pretty much the same way like that seems to be the first fish that i'm targeting uh most years and and then it's kind of grown from there so it does seem to be like that that kickoff point uh except this year for me because two days ago, I was that guy what on Catfish's boat, <laughs> and I brought I brought Brad with me for his first adventure you know on the River Cooter. That boy telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to hear about your cool friends that you brought on this boat. You had yeah. <laughs> they sound really awesome. So cool. They're pretty nice. One of them gave me a hat. Well, it's a good looking hat. Uh, so, so what did what did you do? What was your target fish, Ryan? You weren't targeting trout, I assume. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted we wanted to to catch whatever was biting, as is oftentimes the case. And boy, did he! Yeah, when you're when you're on uh, the river cooter and you're visiting catfish, <laughs> all bets are off. Whatever's biting is what we're throwing for. So what, we we set up what, in a couple spots what hoping. Position? <laughs> which, which what position were you, were you in on the river cooter i took downward off. It, <laughs> i took my spot downward at the back facing. of the boat 
You're in the back of the boat. Correct. Okay. We put, uh, well, Brad and I both were at the back of the boat, and uh, Uncle Catfish was riding the helm up front. No way. Oh, yeah. Give the man the helm. He needs it. Mother Nature hates me. It was, it got windy and cold. We we went out, it got windy and cold, and it started rocking the boat up and down a little bit. So the front of the boat was the place to be. And when, but, you, when you drop the anchor, though, off the front of the boat, then the whole boat turns. So really, I was downwind. I was letting those guys break the wind for me. So I stayed kind of sheltered right. behind them. That's smart. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know how smart it is with catfish and Brad breaking wind. <laughs> I didn't think Don't about be downwind of it. Hey, you're slow rolling on What'd you catch? Well, we caught some fish. Everything. <laughs> Did you catch a carp? No, I didn't catch carp. Did you catch? I didn't catch a catfish. Walleye. I did not catch a walleye. Um, walleye was the one elusive creature that kept me from what's uh, commonly referred to as the Lake Mead Slam. Wow. Hmm. Do you guys know what else is in a Lake Mead Slam? T- tell me more. <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> it's kind of like a moon's over my hammy, but <laughs> two two cell phones in the same spot. <laughs> cell phone sandwich. Uh, we actually we we were setting up a couple of spots in hopes of targeting walleye because colder water temperatures. Um, I guess, you know, this is the time of year that would be a good chance for you to get a hold of one of those. Uh, we ended up getting into the crappie pretty early. And um, as we're catching the crappie, we're, catch, we're catching perch, and we're hoping maybe to get an elusive walleye somewhere along the line. And suddenly, I set the hook on another what I believe to be crappie, and I, I started zizzing just to skosh. Well, I never had a crappie ziz me on this rod just yet, but it this was... This isn't a skosh. Yeah. No way. And I said, uh, I said, this isn't a crappie. This is something bigger. And uh, I, I even yelled at the walleye. Yeah. I thought it was a walleye. It came up and flashed at one point. I just assumed same thing because there's this big silver fish. This was no crappie. No. It was also no walleye. <laughs> it was a JDC special hybrid striper. No oh, way. Oh, yeah. And uh, I caught it on one of the TRD worms that I've poured for myself. Yes, sir. That's awesome. That is cool. It's got to be a good feeling. It it actually was. The Rytec turd. (laughs) The Rytec turd. (laughs) (laughs) I told told Stevie in a text message that I caught it on what I'm going to now call the trash panda rig. <laughs> I, f- the I, forget, I forget what the name of, of the rig was that I saw, but I was watching a video uh, for just like a different way to rig um, a net rig type Chicken setup. Rig. And uh, what you're doing is you're just using a smaller um, uh, and a smaller gauge and a smaller size offset hook, like almost like a worm hook, but smaller than that even. And you just rig the top part of the the Ned rig weedless. But then you drop a nail weight 
in it so that uh-huh. your it actually drops, you know, bottom first, your hook's at the top of it instead of at the like middle. A, yeah. And uh it's like a straight shank hook. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's perfectly weightless and it has rig. A, it has a much more vertical presentation or to a it. Neko your, rig. It's like a Neko rig, but there was another name for it and I forget what it was, so I'm just calling it the trash panda rig. I would now. So I was. It works. I was really happy that I was catching crappie. Nine inch, sixteen penny. A nine inch nail. Yes. I was just happy that the crappie (laughs) were hitting it. I just got that. (laughs) (laughs) I was happy anything was hitting this setup that I had. That it seemed like it made sense to me that fish would be attracted to it, and they're hitting it off of baits that I poured. And the next thing you know, Brad's working the net like a champ and scoops this thing up, and I've got my first hybrid striper out of the lake. My That's first cool, Sweet. like first time out on the lake this year. It's going to be an epic year of fishing, boys. Yeah, yeah. catching any, catch any largies. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> with go- I'll tell you how I'll tell you how lucky how how much of a year this is going to be for Ryan. We had the same setup, same bait, same rod, trolling at the same amount of di- like same. We had the exact setup, both him and I, and I'll, and we're just we're just going from one place to the other, just throwing the the line in, just you know, just off chance we may catch yeah. a fish. Why waste What's an opportunity? Do? Lands a three pounder, like, <laughs> like it's nothing. Like, oh. like our, 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 our bait couldn't have been more than three or four feet apart. And that's the kind of year Ryan's having right now. Yeah. And it happened more than once. <laughs> I was so, Stevie, just so you know, I was, I was knocking ever so gently on the back I of, the, told you. of the rod. <laughs> See you guys make fun of it. You know everybody's trolling, but I'm I'm just tapping a little bit. The real seat. A little tap. Yeah. It's all you need to do. <laughs> what 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 line weight were you using on that hybrid ride? Uh, the whole my whole kit and caboodle now. The my exclusive setup is a 15 pound uh, braid, 40 G of course from the fins, and then sure. I take that into um, an 11 or an eight pound. Um, Flora leader. Okay. So Sounds like it can do it. Yeah. I think Ryan's slow rolling this. Ryan also caught a five pounder. And it, so now Brad knows what I feel like. Brad knows exactly what I feel like with Logan all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> not only did Ryan outfish Brad, but Brad outfished me. Hmm. And, uh, I'm just saying, I know that he wants to say it, but he's too much of a gentleman to say I outfished catfish 10 to 1, but I had boy, a, did he. I had a really good day. I really did. I mean, yeah. aside from the striper, putting a couple of largies on the boat, and I don't know if anybody in the history of this show has ever talked about this before, but <laughs> you ever fouled up a crappie? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I never. No. You haven't lived till you foul hooked a crappie. I thought I got another out. striper or something, Stevie. I didn't know what was. <laughs> oh, I didn't have a clue really? what was happening. I'm pouring. <laughs> I, I was throwing one of my yellow bellies that I poured on my little swim yeah. VMC hook, uh, swim swim head, and 
all of a sudden there was like a little little tap and I went to set the hook and then there was nothing and I felt almost like a tap again and I laid into it to set the hook and boy I had something on there. Something I had something. Big. I had something. It was zizzing me. It was it was peeling a little bit as I'm I'm reeling <laughs> it in. I'm like, here we go. And I think Brad was going for the Brad was going for the net again, and Catfish was putting down his rod to get the camera out. And all of a sudden, I seen it. I pulled it up over the boat, and I was like, "Hey, look! I foul hooked a crappie. <laughs> yeah, probably a two pound crappie. You ain't lit. Well, it was a big one. Brad caught the blackest crappie I've ever seen. Yes, yeah. big male. That was a cool looking fish. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that before. That was neat. The crappies are big this year, too, bigger than they have been in the past. So that's a good sign. What was the water temperature? Uh, in, the morning, in the morning, it was 55. In the uh, afternoon, it got to 57. You didn't so see had, any smallmouth in there, did you? We have not caught a smallmouth yet, nor do I have I heard of anybody catching one. No. Really? However, no. I figured I got, if they were in there, I would have caught one. Probably. That's true. I'm learning really to trust the Lorance more and more. Like a lot of times we're driving around the lake and I see a pod or a school of fish or whatever you want to call it. Um, sometimes they look like pods because they're big marks. But when we rolled up on those uh, hybrids, I actually thought because of where it was on the lake by the point, I thought it was a bunch of suspended walleye. Um, that's what it looked like. So to anchor up and be able to cast down to them, I mean, it paid off and then it paid off again later in the day. Um, I'm starting to trust setting up on the fish. And uh, I, I mean, you can't tell the difference between a walleye and a striper on the Lorance, at least I can't, but at least if you set up quickly and, and get some baits in the water, I'm, I'm noticing that you have more of a chance where my mentality before was, darn it, there was a bunch of stripers. Oh, you know, the motor spooked them or they're gone by now. By the time I get the motor on spot lock or an anchor down, there's no sense in stopping, but um, it works. So I'm going to start to imply, implement that a little bit more. Um, when I see those big groups of fish to go, all right, guys, let's hit this real quick. Cause it worked and it, it worked yeah. again later in the day after I dropped you guys off. So, well, I tell you what else worked too, is that the way, uh, just what the, the fish were eating, right? Because like I threw, you know, 30 casts or whatever. And you said, here, try this. This is what they're eating. We cut the belly open. I put it on. You gave me the rig. I threw it in first, the first cast. I landed a crop yep. and it was a big one. I thought it was a bass coming out. I thought it was a large mouth because the way it opened up and, you know, shot itself, but yeah. it was, uh, yeah. So it's known what they're eating. You know, it's just not show thrown what you think they're going to like. It's known what they're eating. Agreed. Yep. I agree. Match the hatch. Yep. Match the hatch. Yep. <clears throat> and that's a really good point. If you happen to, Say you're not, you know, keeping fish or whatever, but if you do foul hook one um, up under the gill plate or one swallows one and it starts to bleed, it's going to die anyhow. Um, you know, typically that's the fish that I keep or the ones that, ah, that one's going to die. It's got blood running out of the gills. It's not savable. And, you know, as bad as that is, 
don't just keep it and take it home. Don't just throw it back in the water. Cut it open. And, I mean, that can make you change baits real quick, change your whole day. That's a good point, Brad. Yeah, I wouldn't have, have guessed for a minute that crayfish were were out and about already. Um, but you were saying, you know, even, that's, what that's what they seem to be hitting. That We had a lot of luck on those. I don't even know that they are. I think the perch are rooting them up under the rocks. Um, we're taking them out. Yeah, I, th- I kind of think that's the case. I mean, I don't know for sure, but, I mean, the, the perch all have crayfish in them. And, you know, it's uh, crayfish parts, whatever, rather. But, um, like, tonight, uh, last night, the night before, the night before that, and tonight, Logan smashed big walleyes every night this week on that little tiny crayfish bait. You know, it's What little tiny crayfish bait? (laughs) What's that? What little tiny crayfish bait? The ones that he pours, but um, I was using the – z-man crayfishes is what we were using and they work just as well i mean if same thing a little tiny green crayfish like smaller the better um you know match the head of the jig with like green or black and Mm -hmm. uh everything in the lake here every, every species has been caught on that same small crayfish bait um so i think right now it's maybe that's the crayfish that are out the tiny ones you know the ones they can get out from under the rocks whatever the case may be, but it's right now in the lake out of all your tackle, you know, even I had live minnows on and I I put a live sucker on like a creek chub, which are walleye candy, throwing it down and still nothing. And, um, Hmm. the little tiny, uh, Z man crayfish were just on fire. Everything perch and crappies bass. Ryan caught a really nice bass towards the end of the trip in like 16, 12, 16 feet of water on a little crayfish. So yep. you find that, that thing thing, things, are, things aren't really chasing anything yet. No spinner baits, no crank baits. No, every, it's all. Everything was wor- slow working, bouncing off the bottom. And a lot of the hits were on the pause. It was sitting yeah. still. Even yeah. the, uh, even the swim baits that I was using, like I caught, I caught one um, pretty good size, large mouth and a bunch of crappie on the, the yellow belly um swim bait that i poured and even even swimming that it was a real slow swim i actually cast it let it hit the bottom and i kind of you know pop pop and then reel a little bit let it drop again and and pop it again just bouncing it more off of the bottom and swimming it back nice and slow that's what was that's what they were hitting yeah stevie yeah are you sad you didn't come now You, you mad buddy yeah oh i was sad that morning before I got the news and it was really sad when somebody, <laughs> somebody sent me a picture of Ryan's. I was sad. I wasn't there. I wasn't sad. He caught it, but uh, I, I got a, I got a picture from an anonymous. I got an anonymous tip on, uh, on Ryan catching a, a hybrid. <laughs> Do you well, know who has two thumbs and isn't sad? Who's that? This guy. <laughs> uh, let me pull uh, Ryan. Let me pull Ryan on you real quick. Ryan would say, "Well, here's the good news. <laughs> Fishing's just starting, and the boat is running top notch. So, and that that's something else I didn't say. Like I got that boat uncovered, um, kind of in a hurry. I did not 
check the lower end unit oil and the water pump like I typically do. I just wanted to get it on the water. Um, I threw the batteries in it, put it on the water, and that son of a gun, after all winter, that old two-stroke fired up on the first crank, smoked like a dog for about two minutes, <laughs> and it's right back running. It was, i tell you what, that boat really, for what, what it is, when me and Will went to get it and looked at it, Will was all excited, and I said, dude, I've seen bathtubs nicer than that boat. And, you know, and I'm talking old porcelain bathtubs from the <laughs> 1600s that have been abused. Yeah, it turned out to be a pretty decent little vessel for us. Oh, I love that. I love that thing. Will, did you do any fishing recently? Whatever, pick. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you going to pick on me? I'm just asking. Will called us while we were fishing. And uh, unfortunately, we, we... I felt bad because we were half ignoring him because Ryan was ruining fish shit. <laughs> I was trying to talk to him and take pictures of Ryan at the same time. It's not the first time it's ever happened to me. No. Um, yeah, I got out and uh, just nothing was going on. It was, I was just pitching lures. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Did, you ever make it but, did you ever make it to Goldsboro? No, no. We went up to, uh, we were halfway to, uh Fort Hunter. Okay. Yeah. Nothing I mean, it was packed full of boats. You know. You have a yeah. boat, sure. Um but uh I don't know. I can't really I didn't even get a hit, so I, I can't even I can't speak to any of it. It just wasn't my day, I guess. With, but I have... will say this. I the earlier on in the uh Early on in the conversation, we were talking about Danny Lee's going up in the mountains and catching those little guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can, I can see that. Like, I, I, I got a chance to, uh, to hang out with Mikey Miller, and and Trent, Trent Lee, and and they took me up this place where it's just like boulders and rocks and 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 there's no reason for fish to be there. There's zero reason. And it's just loaded with these little, you know, little native trout. And um, I just, it was so fun. I, I, I got to say, because they were very hard to, uh, to hook up on. Um, it, it took a, a certain lift that, finesse. Yeah, a finesse that you had to figure out, you know, and, um, and then wasn't a guarantee once you did either, but but it was definitely easier. That and, was a uh, but, fly rod gear. But, yeah, yeah. But there was zero reason for fish to be huh. all up in this mountain stream, boulders everywhere, like spring. You know, it's like you know, I don't know, like a Coors commercial or something. You know. Yeah. It, it was just a beautiful, beautiful place, but you know, just these little tiny pools that that held fish. What are you using yeah. to catch them? Wax worms. Little tiny stuff. Well, just wax worms. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. They're not like uh, super traditional fly fishing guys, you know, but they, but, you know, Trent dabbles in it pretty good. Yeah. Pretty country up there, I'm sure. Beautiful. 
beautiful. Yeah. Like, it was just mountain stream. Like I said, it just kept going up and up and up. You see any snakes? And not no, not at this time. You said you were at Fort Hunter a little while ago. This Near week. Fort Hunter. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, I was able to get on the Susquehanna for the first time this year. We were a little bit further north of Fort Hunter. We were uh, oh, well, a that's buddy. Interesting. Of... Did anybody else know <laughs> Fick was up this way? It was it was a, a call at seven o'clock. I, my yeah, my, it's my buddy like fishing fishing boat commission. Yeah, <laughs> it was it's, it sprung up on me. Uh, but a, a a buddy of mine. Go ahead and tell your story. He PFBC'd you. Yeah. So he, he, bought a, he bought a hand-me-down boat of a guy who bought another hand-me-down boat. It was, you know, somebody bought a new boat, and then his buddy bought that boat, and then his buddy bought his boat. And anyway. That's the best ones. Sounds yeah. familiar. So it was, the, it was the first time that uh, Steve, my friend, uh, lives not too far away from me wanted to have this boat on the river and they said, Hey, let's, let's have another boat. Uh, so there was four of us that went up and we had two boats just in case something happened. Um, water was, uh, about six and a half feet. It was muddy, um, murky to muddy. And, um, we ended up getting into some and, and I was asking catfish if you had, uh, any fish chase any bait. I, to my surprise, the water was about 47 to 49 degrees when we got off. They were actually hitting crankbaits. They were hitting moving crankbaits. Hmm. Um, so um, uh, it, it was some tough fishing. Um, by the time we got off the water, we got on a little after 8. We got off the water uh, about 1.32 o'clock. It had risen uh, a foot and was uh, almost 8 feet. It was I think it was 6.6 six when we put on, and it was 7 seven at the gauge there in Harrisburg when we got off. Wow. Um, but, um, we, uh, the, uh, other two guys that were out on their boat, they caught 20, um, together in their boat. And then, um, Steve and I caught nine. Um, so we had, we had 29 together between the, the two boats. Um, and we, we were fishing, you know, with an eyesight from one another, maybe, you know, maybe 800, 900 yards. We can, you know, see and hear the motor. Uh, was Ryan in the other boat? Ryan, no, he I, I wasn't. I was not. I was not. No, the, but the, the the one guy that in there uh, in that other boat, he caught fifteen. Uh, so he he was uh, he was on fire. We we yeah. were switching up switching up baits and 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 throwing different things. One was throwing a two. One was throwing a crankbait. One was throwing a spinner bait. And we were talking back and forth. You know, to catch any what they hit on, and and the the, the bait was a uh, um, a red square bill crankbait um that's what, like red this time of year yeah, i hear that's what almost every fish was caught on i, I did pick one up on a, a tube uh green pumpkin tube but uh um the lunker of the day was a uh 3.88 pound smallie that was the last fish nice that fish. i put on the boat yeah it was um I, i've caught a little over a, a, a 20 and a quarter inch um smallie is my biggest lengthwise but this thing was a tank um, so I pulled out the scale and, and weighed it and it was, uh, it was almost a four pound fish. So, That's um, nice. it, yeah. it was, a, where, it was a, where's that in relation to Harrisburg? 
north where you were north yeah north so you, you, yeah you have um what montgomery's ferry and then you have uh liverpool um we were we were up uh probably 10 12 miles um north on 15 so how how, how did the fish look condition wise they, they they look good i mean I, you i'm know, not one to stir the pot of controversy no, but I, no I, they look we, like the fish that yeah <laughs> I, I didn't see, um, you know, I, I know, I know, you know, our, our, our prior co-host uh, Rod was talking about, you know, identifying certain, um, yeah. you know, marks on the fish that didn't, I, I couldn't see anything that was obvious. Um, that's, they, that's they, great. They look, they looked healthy. Um, so, <laughs> um, and they, they, you know, they fought like normal smallies and, uh, were lively and and uh, yeah, I, I didn't see anything um, abnormal um, in any of the fish that we caught in our boat. It's a good thing that you got, you know, random odd friends that tell you to go north of Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, no, random that, odd friend. We were in that general <laughs> vicinity. Liverpool's nice this time of year, though. I got it. They're they're. Some of the like you can walk around Liverpool and be in waist deep water and then disappear. Like, yeah, there are some holes in Liverpool that are they're they're scary when you're you're really? wet weight. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. call them liver holes. Liver, liver holes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. All so I got a question. What was the water clarity like? Because when Brad when Brad and Ryan were down with me, it was windy and uh choppy and overcast and chilly out but once they left the sun came out it became pretty calm uh very calm at times and uh, a buddy of mine chris had showed up and i had fished um pretty much till dark with, with chris and i have never seen lake mead as clear ever as it is um i could we were in six feet of water and i was looking at the rocks on the bottom really never seen it like that no. wow even chris has been fishing this lake for you know 27 years 26 27 years and he's never seen it either so it's pretty wild how clear the water was what was the river like yeah it was it was it had rained um i think it was a friday it had rained and it was wow. overcast and cloudy they were calling for uh, some showers later on this was a sunday so it was two days after it had rained um, and it actually rained while we were out on the water. Um, and it, it was rising. Um, there was some, some sticks and some debris that, uh, not anything big, but you can tell that the, the water was coming up. And, um, on one side, I can't think there's a campground on the side of 15, uh, if you're going North, um, that actually had a mud line and then part of the river was actually, I would call it stained. It wasn't as muddy. Yeah. Um, so there, there was spots that were muddy and then there were spots that, you know, looked pretty good. So we, we tried to get behind some islands and, and some eddies and, uh, you know, um, you know, try to pull out some fish, but I, I've fished the Susquehanna, um, much better water condition. I'm glad we ended up catching as many as we did in, in those conditions. And I do know that you know, as the water is rising, there's a lot of stuff that's getting washed in and those guys, you know, smallies start, start feeding. So maybe that was part of it as well, you know, between the two boats catching 29, uh, fish. 
One of my favorite play, one of my favorite things to throw up there in in May and early June is a just a small like three inch black popper. Uh, like when you get in behind them islands, yeah, and just throw the popper out and don't move it. Let it hit the water and just let it sit, and then twitch it one time. It's like they they can hone in on when it hits the water, and they just I think they rush up and stare at it like before they hit it, you know, sometimes they'll hit it when it hits the water, but they'll just, they'll race up and you just, you have this gut feeling like there's something under it or something under it. Don't, right. just, don't take it away. Just pop at one time. And I can, I'm sure everybody on here understands that feeling when something explodes on a top water bait. But, um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of good smallies up there for top water fishing. Yeah, I don't. There. I don't think. I don't think any of us uh, threw any top water. Uh, once, once we found a pattern, they were hitting that that uh, red crawl crankbait. I think pretty much everybody on both boats were were just throwing that. And if the if the bite slowed down a little bit, one of us would switch to something else, and then the guy that was throwing the the crank would get a bite, and then we'd switch back to the crankbait again, and everybody was throwing crank. So. Um, yeah. That, yeah, that seemed to be the... Sounds like a lot of short drifting going on. <laughs> now, what happens if you don't have a red crank? Do you have to throw one of your buddies off the boat or, you know, what happened? I, I, a square bill crankbait is one of my favorite baits to throw, so I had a box full of them. So I would I, I shared that day. I shared that day. Even Look at you. That's nice. I didn't have to. I didn't have to, but if it come down to it, I had two or three in my box. <laughs> That's mighty whitey a pick. <laughs> well, one thing I want to tell, uh, not to rub salt in your wound, Stevie, but, you know, uh, first yeah. day of trout season around here is usually, you know, rainy, cold, overcast, just just a bit sure. of nasty. Yeah. Today's first day was beautiful. about the most beautiful day we've had in about, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that that was one of the deciding factors I heard from the Fishing Boat Commission was, <laughs> you know, guys, yeah. it's absolutely gorgeous today, and Stevie's working. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's essential employees or whatever we call them <laughs> are at work today. Oh, my. It's like that time whenever somebody walks away and you're frustrated and you always think of the right thing to say after they leave, and you're like, darn it, you said that. <laughs> Now coming to think of it, I wish I would have went and caught a trout after work today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would have been uh, amazing. Uh, I don't know. So you working tomorrow, Stevie? Yeah, I'm working the rest of the week. Uh-oh. Are you going to Lord willing. Lunch, lunch Pond? I was thinking about Lunch Break Lake tomorrow. That's it, Lunch Break Lake, yeah. Yeah. You know, but, technically, if you get a fever, any kind of fever, you're not allowed to work for like 14 days. So if you take your thermometer and hold it up to a light bulb. <laughs> it shows 138 degrees. <laughs> you got to go home instantly. You better stay, stay home, boss. You better stay home. <laughs> now, I do like the idea of keeping the 18th as as our opening day. I think we still should do that. Absolutely. Yep, amen. I hear that. And I'm just gonna say it again, catfish. Yeah. This, this lake <laughs> is stocked with trout, yeah. but there are bass and there are crappie. And perch. And if you were gonna if there was ever a place that you were gonna catch a trout on top water, 
I would venture guess to say Collins Gap is that place. How far of a drive is this? From Stevie's house? 20 minutes from my house. (laughs) It's too far. (laughs) (laughs) That's too far to fish. Yeah, you can't. It'll be at Blackwater that weekend. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's unfortunate we talked about going to blackwater and um you know there was back and forth people saying don't do it people saying it was fine people talking to dnr guys saying people were getting fines on the bridges and then other guys saying they haven't seen a you know a dnr officer all week and so it's hard to you know in this time it's hard to know what to listen to or what to take to heart on anything that you hear anymore. So I tried to, you know, I, uh, I tried to, to do the right thing and I didn't go and boy, it it really, it kind of hurt a little bit because I really wanted to go, but I figured driving four hours with a kayak in my truck with out of state plates was asking for trouble. It's kind of hard to conceal that. Yeah. Uh, Just put a Red Cloth sticker on it. (laughs) (laughs) All kinds of of thoughts went through my head, like taking a Maryland license plate, putting it on my truck and telling the guy I was just coming down there to sell it because I need money. And like all the bad things that you think about that you don't do because it ain't cool to lie to people. But it's a don't think they didn't go through my head. Yeah. (laughs) trying to figure out a way to get there. So, no, it's, uh, listen, I don't know what time we're at and I don't like to bail on you guys, but, um, my face is itchy and I have something on the smoker. I'm going to have to go find some weird stuff. Lacey has, it made me shave again today. And, uh, you look I'm not, good, bud. no, <laughs> no, Stevie. he doesn't feel good. <laughs> uh, I, I like hope, it. I hope this is all over soon. And Steve, I hope you get your trout fix in. My phone says I have 15% left. So that, guys, this is new for us, this whole phone thing. Yeah. And uh, I'll remember to charge my phone next time. It sucks to not see you guys in person, but what a really cool alternative way to do this. And it hope sure is. Anybody watching this, you know, stick with us because it's only going to get better. Stevie won't be in the basement with rafters next time. but uh stevie's laid back man this is good yeah i can get used to this i don't want you to get used to that at all oh let's keep going two more hours yeah that's true well we we actually are at that point boys so i think it's probably safe already to to let catfish go check his smoker uh get his phone back on the charger and uh, we can all go about the rest of our evenings. Uh, I believe, Will, this would be a good opportunity if you want to hit them with it. You know, I think we did this topic a little bit of justice. We sure mm-hmm. did. Uh-huh. Good on you, boys. All right, Pick, this is your meeting. You hosted this thing, so tell us, where can people find us? As always, they can go to www.rutandriverpursuits.com. They can find us on all your social media platforms at Rutten River Pursuits. Check us out on the YouTubes at Rutten River Mm -hmm. Pursuits 
podcast. The Zoom as, tubes. And the, yes, on the Zooms. And as always, catch us on all your favorite podcast apps, such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the Spotify's. Beautiful. I love right. Spotify. Mm-hmm. I do. I'll tell you what, I'm not hating this Zoom thing either because for what we tried to put together as quick as we tried to do this, I've been pretty impressed. Yeah. yeah. We'll it was see. good seeing you guys. It was good seeing Thank you. Thank you, Zoom. We we didn't edit or we didn't uh de- upload it and download it and process it yet. We'll see. <laughs> Will still the jury's still out for Will on this one, but I'm I'm pretty impressed so far. All right, boys. Hey, thanks we'll so record much. it wireless. Uh, <laughs> record it wireless. Uh, Don't forget to check them regs. They change by the minute anymore. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Check your Facebooks. Yeah. <laughs> See you, boys. Tomorrow, get outdoors. Bear season. Real weirdless. <laughs> Social distancing. <laughs> <laughs>